Hello and welcome to the Nag Personal Trainer Podcast. In today's podcast, it's going to be brought to you by Food Volume. <laughs> you might have heard us quite a lot um, on social media. You see people talk about calorie deficits, but how also Food Volume is another tool and also another way to actually enhance your health as well. So not just from helping you from a weight loss and a long-term weight loss solution, but helping you to also benefit from more health benefits. So get more vitamins and minerals into your body, more protein into your body. It's prompted me to do this podcast because some people, when they start with trying to improve their nutrition, especially for weight loss, I feel people overcomplicate it. I was chatting to a lady yesterday, I was massaging. Her goal wouldn't be weight loss personally, she actually needs to put some muscle on. Um, as I could tell, she had a lot of muscle wastage. She's gone through the menopause as well, which will be a mega factor as muscle wastage increases uh, for women who will go through the perimenopause and the menopause. So protein intake becomes even more important, which is why at the age of 34 now and even before then, when I was researching menopause and looking into it and about female health for my own benefit and for my clients, I'm starting to implement how much protein I would need a day based on as I get older to the perimenopause age in my 40s and onwards into my 50s. And that's just so it's so automated. I won't need to make too many changes when it comes to it. I, I've already got habitual actions in place and I'm doing that now with a lot of my clients who are age 40 below or early 40s I'm like right if they're new with me it's the first thing I look at no matter what the goal is because it'll benefit them anyway whether doing weight loss maintenance sport performance rehab and injury they're they all benefit from having adequate daily protein based on their goals uh, based on their age and based on their activity as well so as we know with weight loss, the key is a calorie deficit. Doesn't matter how you dress it up, if it's Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Keto, uh, Slim Fast, Cambridge, whatever it is, they are all forms of calorie deficits. In other words, they're designed for you to eat less calories than you need to maintain. That, that is basically it. They just have different rules and cut out different food groups to decrease the calorie intake and set rules in place. Some try to do it to give flexibility and some are a little bit more rigid because they were designed to be more for medical intervention. So, for example, if someone's really, really overweight to the point it's dangerous for their health, there are certain diets that have now been released to the public, which probably should never have been released to the public. They should have been kept and only prescribed for medical intervention because they need to save someone's life by losing weight quickly it's the only time it should be applied anyway that's another kettle of fish so with that in mind about the calorie deficit however it's done weight loss you have to be in a calorie deficit that's that's the basics you know stripped back no matter what it is now it could be that you've been tracking calories before but you still struggle to lose weight or you find you're tracking calories, apparently you're under according to what you're tracking in, but you're still not losing weight or body fat or inches and you see no change in your shape. So you've done all the checks and it's been more than 30 days, I would say personally. See nothing after 30 days, something's amiss here, there's something you're not putting in. 
And it's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you're trying to hide something. You're human. You might just forget some snacks that you had, especially if you're eating at the desk. It could be that when you've had a meal, the macronutrient uh, portions that you're having are probably not the best way around to make sure you stay within a calorie deficit as well. For example, as Brits, we absolutely love our carbohydrates. I freaking love carbs. I love pasta. I love bread. I love rice. It's my favourite food. And what people tend to do, they'll have maybe quite a large portion of pasta, quite a large portion of rice, have about three full potatoes in most of their meals, not much protein, not much veggies. And you might find they're still quite hungry after or have a sweet craving afterwards and find the back in the cupboards after after having like, you know, what looks like a decent meal. Or it could be that through the day, they've not eaten that much through the day because they're trying to lose weight, absolutely starving in the evening and because they've got to wait till six, seven o'clock at night to eat because maybe they want to eat with their partner or the kids. They wolf down their foods as fast as they can because they're so hungry and then they're still hungry from the day so they end up snacking through the night. This is where food volume becomes important and a really helpful tool. When we look at our food volume, it means you can switch things around so you can actually eat more but not grow the calories. Sounds mad, I know. If you're new to this, it's going to sound a bit nuts, but bear with me. So food volume, you want to eat foods that are high in volume that are low in calorie so you can eat a lot of it. For example, strawberries is a great example. You can eat quite a lot of strawberries for the volume. I can't tell you top of the head because I've already said I've got shit memory. I tend to have to write everything down. But if you look at how many strawberries you can have, say you wanted 100 calories worth of strawberries compared to what 100 calories of chocolate is, you'll see that strawberries, you can eat a lot more of it um, for the calories, should we say, whereas chocolate would be like barely a square compared to maybe a bowl full of strawberries there's my example so you you know from a keep your full point of view a satiating point of view or you know you just want to feel like you're eating more to fill up a bit more like say for example the strawberries would be a great option i'm not saying choose it over chocolate it's just an example of food volume another one would be say in the morning you normally have two to three rounds of toast so that's 200 to 300 calories which i'm not saying is bad i'm not saying bread is bad uh but then you slather loads of butter on it as well or full fat cream cheese whatever it is uh, peanut butter or avocado on there which i see as well again not saying they're bad but they're quite high calorie foods you tend to not be able to eat high volumes of them because you end up consuming quite a lot of calories so what i normally do with clients in this instance i'll be like right how about you just have one to two rounds of toast but you're going to swap for say light cream cheese or just monitor how much butter you put onto your bread uh, for your spread have say If you like it, put some beans on there, like a quarter can of beans. If you like eggs, have two to three eggs poached or scrambled onto there. A little bit of sauce that you like and some salt and pepper. And maybe spinach just again, because spinach has hardly any calories, as we know. But again, you're increasing the food volume. So you've got lots on your plate, which I've posted stuff like this and people have gone, oh my God, I'll get fat if I eat all that. And I'm like, do you actually know the calorie content of this though compared to what you maybe have for your breakfast? Or do you realise having this, you don't need to probably eat for the next four or five hours because you've had a very satiating, uh, filling breakfast. If that's if you eat breakfast first thing, not everybody likes breakfast first thing. Let's just say meal one. And when I switched this round for clients uh, to this day, they found they don't need to snack in the morning. They don't need like a mid 
way snack. Uh, they find they can keep going till their lunches and then they do the same with their lunch. They change things for else. It might be they're having a sandwich. Now you might be like, oh, you've had bread for breakfast, you've had bread for lunch. Yeah, fuck it. But <laughs> what you'll do here is, is like your sandwich. It might be, you know, have a sliver of some ham on there. You know, the wafer ham, which is not very high protein. If you want a decent amount of protein from that pack of ham, you'd have to have the whole pack to get about 20, 30 grams of protein, just so you know, to fill up. So I'll normally say, you know, maybe get a cooked chicken in or a chicken in to get cooked to put on for your meat. Or you can buy like obviously cooked sliced chicken or cooked sliced beef or decent gammon ham, which is a little bit thicker where you don't require to eat the whole packet to get adequate amount of protein. But in other words, double the protein portion on your sandwich. And instead of a crisp, crisps and a chocolate bar with it, why not have the chocolate bar, all the crisps and then have a couple of pieces of fruit on the side? Because again, say... A bag of crisp out, it depends what bag of crisp you get. But let's say between 80 and 150 calories, if say you could have two to three apples with that, and it's probably a lot more filling, and have a chocolate bar. Most people aren't going to eat three apples. They might eat two, or have an apple and maybe an orange or an apple and um, like 100 grams of red grapes, for example. I say red because they're my favourite. So it's just that little swap there again, doubling the protein portion, some salad onto that sandwich as well, a little bit of sauce to enjoy it again. Don't go stupid on the butter. Common sense, you know. Don't, don't put as much on as you normally do. Um, maybe pick like a wholemeal uh, bread because it's more filling. If you really, really, really don't like wholemeal seedy bread though, then yeah, stick to white. Fine. Uh, you can have a wrap if you wanted to. Pita bread. And I'm not saying any of those choices are better than the other. I'm thinking from a satiated point of view. That's why I opt to ask my clients to pick wholemeal where they can. Same with pasta, same with rice. If you could pick wholemeal pasta most of the time, great. If now and again you're going to pick brown rice over white, that's fine as well. I'll be honest, I prefer normal white rice just because I like the flavour, I like the taste. Um, again, I just have a smaller portion uh, and have more vegetables and more meat or protein sauce in there to fill me up a little bit more. So say I actually like using microwave rice. So I'll use the microwave rice and I'll actually get three servings out of that for most dishes. Uh, sometimes I do half. It depends on what I'm eating that day and what fits in my goals. But I'll say to most people, particularly women, because we require less energy than men, I'll say you can literally have a third, you know, make it into three, into like three servings, that microwave rice. Just scoop out like a third portion, put it in a bowl, microwave it and add it to your stir fry or whatever it is you're going to add it to or curry. And have lots more veg and salad with it to bulk it out. So again, because the calories are lower coming from, say, salad and vegetables and lean protein sources. Whereas, like, say, half a pack of rice is between, say, 190 to 200 calories. So already it's just those little tweaks. All it is is amendments to your meals. And then what I do say to people is, if you're going to be hungry midway for the afternoon because you've got to now wait six to seven hours for your next meal... I always say have something perhaps maybe high protein in between, like three, four o'clock, four o'clock if you don't normally eat then. Again, I'm very different when I eat because uh, of the times I get up, but most people will probably eat late with their partner or that, that's just their preference or when they finish work. I'm self-employed, so I can eat what I want, basically. So I'll always say have something about three or four o'clock. Again, with, with regards to food volume, a great snack most of my clients love is either cottage cheese with pineapple. They absolutely love it. Uh, or on its own as it is. Some clients like it. Some like to put on some crackers or those snacker jack things. They enjoy that. Again, it's about enjoyment as well and preference. If you don't like cottage cheese, don't fucking have cottage cheese. And then you've got, say, skier or 0% fat Greek yogurt. 
as I always say with Greek yogurt, not Greek style, because Greek style isn't very high in protein. So not percent fat Greek yogurt. If it's too, what's the word? It's quite tart into it almost, or I'd say the taste isn't as creamy. If you prefer a bit creamy yogurt, go for five to ten percent fats because it doesn't make much of a difference for the fat percentage to actually make it more creamy. And some people note they find it more filling, but it's a little bit higher ca- uh, calorie and a little bit lower in protein because Greek yogurt, skier and cottage cheese is basically left over whey. So it's what you get in whey protein powers. And that's why they're higher in protein when they're low fat. You'll love this. I just had to pause the podcast because I've got major spasm and cramp right around the back of my hamstring just doing a lot of jiu-jitsu it's warmer at the moment when i'm training i did a lot of paddleboarding on sunday as well so again it's a lot of leg work paddleboarding so yeah i had to pause it to get cramp and recollect my thoughts <laughs> so i thought i'd say because i thought it might not it might not flow otherwise so yeah even very fit people get cramp and spasms in their muscles in fact more so because we're so active and we have to really hydrate and uh, try to rest and i nearly cramped up about three or four times last night Anyway, back to food volume. So yeah, in other words, basically, let's say if you have Greek yogurt or skier yogurt, you can pack that with any berries that you like. If you don't like buying fresh in because they tend to go mouldy by the time you get to them, buy frozen, folks. Again, berries are really low calorie. You can add a lot to it, uh, to the yogurt or uh, whatever it is you're going to have, whatever it's a side dish with cottage cheese. Some people mix sweet with cottage cheese. It seems to work quite well, hence the pineapple. And... You could add a bit of topping of a little bit of granola if you want, just for a bit of crunch or flavour, and a little bit of drizzle honey, which takes off the tartness for most yogurts as well. And that's quite a nice little high-protein snack. I'd say for protein-to-calorie ratio, I was discussing this with a client the other day who's also personal trainer qualified, and we both agreed that a good, decent ratio, it's hard to get this ratio, but it gets close you can, is... um, that's the way to put it. It's I think it's roughly a hundred ten grams of uh, protein per hundred calories, roughly. Which yogurt's quite close, like Greek yogurt and skier yogurt, no percent fat Greek yogurt, sorry. And cottage cheese is, is like the best example of this. Uh, and also a hundred grams, I'll say any of them is ten grams of protein. So it just gives you a bit of an idea of that ratio, what to go with. It's not very easy to get that ratio, not bang on. So you get as close as you can. So most of my meals, what I have, I say it's a 400 calorie meal. I like it to be between ideally 30 plus grams of protein. If it's 40, even better. If it's not, I'm not thinking, oh my God, it's in the world. This is a shit unhealthy meal. Uh, it could be sometimes because I've picked a vegetarian version like corn, for example, or corn mints or beans and pulses and that does make it difficult to get that ratio but you're getting lots of vitamins and minerals it is a very healthy dish to have uh, those sources of protein like plant-based protein it could be that you've just um another one is having sausages for example so higher fat meats as well can offset it again i'm not saying they're bad to have but in moderation they're absolutely fine so you're not going to hit it all the time in the market the reason we say that ratio is just to give you an idea if you're looking at packet stuff like for example I see cereal bowls that are apparently been advertised as high protein and high protein Weetabix, just to tell you this, they are not high protein. All it is, they've bulked it out more. So because they've bulked it out more, that's increasing the calories because they're increasing the macronutrients. Macronutrients are made from calories. So protein, carbs and fats are made, you know, made up from calories. Just protein is four grams, sorry, four calories per gram. 
carbohydrates is four calories per gram and fats is nine calories per gram. So all they've done is bulked it out, which hence increases the protein quantity of it because they're basically bigger servings. That's all they've done. So don't get scammed by shit like that. The protein market now for like, um, it, when we could, because the fitness industry is a massive seller at the moment. It's a big market and a lot of companies are doing this. Some things are decent that I've seen, but a lot of like say even protein porridges, I just don't think they're that great personally. Um, you can easily make your own protein porridge. I make protes all the time and it's far cheaper doing it that way and you can make it to your preference i think it tastes better actually i've had these protein porridges and i just don't think they're that great personally protein bars again you know i i mean these are quite great snacks to have in the afternoon actually because you might want that sweet hit but you're also a bit low on your protein so protein bars again can be fine but again look at the protein ratio to calories for example there is other protein bars available but the top trump one is grenade for me it's one of the most expensive chocolate bars on the market because that's basically what it is, a chocolate bar, but it's a very, it's got a really good protein content in it. So I think it's like 230 calories and about top of my head, I don't know if it's 21 or 23 grams of protein, but for the ratio, it's pretty decent. It's not the cheapest thing to have. So I would say to people, have it sparingly. If you get like a pack, don't get through within a week or two, you know, maybe have one when you're traveling uh, for work so you haven't got time to sit and have something like say you don't carry yogurt with you for example um i have it sometimes in between clients especially when i've got four on the bounce because i'm mobile and i travel it adds up that time i could be out for five six hours uh, and that's not eating or anything and i'm a very my appetite uh, grem uh gremlin or ghrelin as we call it the hunger hormone is very powerful and I don't work my best when I'm hungry and I legit get general hunger because it's such a long time not doing anything. And even though I'm not joining in the exercise because I'm a coach, it's more the brain power to use. I'm on my feet, I'm checking technique. So I'm using a lot of energy. So for me, a protein bar is spot on for me. I've coached warehouse workers. It's been really handy for them when they had, had a quick break. Paramedics as well, nurses, teachers. So people who are on the go all the time and don't have access to their fridge all the time to have yogurts or berries or edamame beans or whatever else you have in there or like a quick pot of like say some people put in shredded chicken and some chopped veggies that they enjoy and a little bit of sauce you may not have that access and protein bars are very convenient for it but i always say they're great for like if you're a busy shift worker your job's on the go all the time on your feet you have short breaks um you know or like me who's self-employed as a personal trainer who's mobile you know, having that in between is so ideal. So for example, I've got four on the bounce tomorrow. So I will take a protein bar to have in between those clients, uh, just to keep me fueled, uh, stop me from being hangry with people. <laughs> I want to go happy and cheery and in a great mood and switched on because people need my knowledge as well as my guidance and encouragement when I'm coaching them. But that's another way of, again, adjusting that food volume. So it might be you normally get that bit of lull in the afternoon. So you normally have like, say, your favorite chocolate bar and it may be sometimes that's absolutely fine if it fits in your goals another one with that if you don't want the protein bar but you really want your chocolate bars get a smaller serving size of the chocolate bar so you can get like mini versions of say mars and snickers um i've seen them sell these or say you have a kit kat instead so like a lower calorie chocolate bar on, on purpose and pair it up with something that you can have in high volume so it might be you pair it up with, say, 100 grams of strawberries, which strawberries and chocolate are really nice eating together. Um, 
You can even pair it up this way, which I do personally. I've done this for years. I actually did it today because I just really fancied it. So we've got like Aldi's version of Kinder Bueno, but it's like the mini ones. Like it comes in like like as if it's one. What's the word? Because it has two chocolate bars cooked Kinder Bueno inside, so like two of the wafers. But the Aldi have got a version. I think it's called Spirals, and it has like one tube. It's like 120 calories, I think, top of my head. So it's got like, the hazelnut like cream thing in the middle. So. I basically broke that up into yogurt and fruit. Uh, so I had grapes into like with my yogurt and had it that way. So I paired it up because I'm getting that sweet hit. I'm getting fiber. I'm getting protein. It's quite a satiating, high protein mid like evening snack because I'm going to go out and teach a class in a bit. So again, I don't be too hungry. Um, I have to eat a little bit early in my meals because I start the day earlier and I'm marving first thing. I, I I could not fast. I have tried it. I am too, too much of a hungry hungry bitch. It's too distracting uh, for my job, and you know, due to my active lifestyle, it just doesn't work for me. Because I thought of doing it more of a case of not for lose weight or anything like that, but just to manage things because of how often I have to eat, um, because of the amount of energy I'm probably burning per day due to the amount of steps I do, due to just general activity and how my life is. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't suit me. So I tend to have more like three big main meals and I'll I'll have like a mini meal somewhere in between that's like a my go-to mini meal and if I fancy a bit of chocolate I actually pair it up with things instead and I just find that just personally works better I find it I get that sweet taste I'm after but also I'm getting my fiber from my fruit and I actually love my fruit I enjoy it um and I, I actually really like yogurt and it fills me up yogurt as well it gives me that bit of protein hit as well um if I've hit my protein for the day though and I've got calories left, and I may just have the chocolate bars it is, but I might pair it up with an apple, which I enjoy, um, or any of the berries or fruit that I like as well. So there's another little tip of increasing your food, uh, food volume, is enjoy something that you really like alongside with something that's you can eat high volume of, which normally is very fibrous foods like fruit vegetables usually, or a very lean protein source. So to sum up that food volume... All we've done there with what I've talked about today is, first off, can you add or double your protein portion to a meal? That's the first thing you should check. And normally breakfast is the area most people don't have protein when they're new to the game. All my clients have some form of protein in their breakfast or as some of them call it, their first meal, depending on when they like to eat in the day. The second thing I look at is their fibre. So can we swap bread and pasta, say, for brown or whole meal? because it's more filling, it's higher in fibre. And can we also reduce the, the portion size for carbohydrates? So not cut it, but reduce the portion size and then replace it with more fruits, vegetables or a bigger leaner protein source as well. Just those little amendments. You could just look at the meals you already have. Best example I always give is the spaghetti bolognese dish, which me and the missus love. We have the bolognese, we have spaghetti and yes, we have garlic bread, carbs on carbs with bolognese. So what I've started to do, so I enjoy it a bit more. I have a bigger portion of the bolognese, so more protein from the meat. I also add a side salad to mine because I actually quite like a side salad with balsamic vinegar and all that in it. And I have a smaller portion of spaghetti and I just have one uh, got like cut off from the garlic baguette because we get a baguette usually. And then the rest, we just have it cooked and we can just use it for the week um, for leftovers. Uh, but that's how I do it now. And I find it's more filling. It's a bit more enjoyable because you'll get to the point where sometimes you're eating your favorite foods and you're eating and eating and eating it's such like when i have chili heatwave doritos for example 
I'll be honest, probably about just a quarter of the way through the bag, I've actually stopped enjoying it. I'm just eating for the sake of it. Um, it's just there. And it's more, yeah, I just, I'm not as excited anymore. And that's probably when I should stop, ideally, which I can do now because I've been teaching myself to do that. Like, when I get to the point I'm losing enjoyment over eating it, particularly foods that are very hyper palatable, um, I tend to put it down and say, well, I'm not enjoying this anymore. What's the point keep eating it? Because we don't just eat for hunger. We do eat for pleasure. We eat for social. We eat for celebration. Um, we eat because of how we feel as well. And if I'm not in a bad place, I'm not unhappy or anything like that, and I've just said, and I'm like, you know what? I've enjoyed what I've enjoyed. I'm, I'm just going to put it away now. And um, some people go, oh, don't you that's discipline. It's not so much just discipline. It's flipping the switch. I'm thinking I've got another day where I can enjoy them now. But then I rarely get sharing bag in. That's the other thing. I I have to walk to the shop to get one if I want one. Uh, I can have them in the house because my missus has crisps in. She will just enjoy a bag. Whereas I used to like have four or five bags of crisps because I, you know, I really love crisps. But I have learned there is a point where I'm just eating for the sake of it. And it's just like, it's a waste of calories. I'd rather just stop on and finish enjoying them. And I make sure I've got room for calories like from a nice meal and have a substantial meal rather than eating my day with the calories out of crisps but that does take practice and I find a lot of people say they have chocolate and I'll just eat it all cake I'll eat it all and I'm like well you're self-prophesizing that you know if you're saying you're going to do that then you will you know it's a bit like I wasn't going to share this but I've entered a jiu-jitsu um competition this weekend and I'm trying to get myself in the mindset of it sounds cocky, but it's just so I go in a bit more confident and so I enjoy it a bit more. But going in thinking, you can win this. You can win this if you wanted to. You know, you've got to put the effort in. If I go in thinking, I'm just going to lose, you get my ass kicked. And of course, I've joked saying that. Of course, I've said negative shit about it, going, I'm going to be shit. You know, the girl I'm fighting is actually 19, I'm 34. But then I thought, you know what? I was 19 or 18, 19 when I was fighting women my age. And... I give it as good as I could get. So, you know, I'm like, you know what? It's still a fair fight. And at the same time, I was like, she could kick my ass because she could be more explosive. She's younger. She's less injury. Probably got less injuries at the moment than me uh, just because of age. That's wear and tear. Unless she's been doing other sports like I was doing at her age. But if I go with a negative mindset of I'm going to lose, I'm going to shit, I'm going to break my arm, I'm going to do this, then it's probably more likely it's going to happen. Whereas I go in going, I'm going to do my best. Um, I am going to go for the win. Because what's the point of competing if you're not going to go for the win? You know, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to try things I'm scared of doing, you know, and make sure I put my all into it. And whatever happens, I'm going to learn from it, whether I win or lose. But I am going to go in for the win. And it's really hard talking myself into that. Because when I was younger, when I used to compete for tie boxing, I was shit with nerves. I felt very negative before a fight. Whereas this time I'm trying to go in differently. I'm trying to pump myself up. Um, you know, when I'm talking to the other girl who's competing as well uh, for, my, for my club, we're trying to be positive about it. Be like, right, let's just play to our strengths on the day. Whatever happens, happens. I think sometimes some things will instinctively take over, which they do when I've uh, done Thai boxing fights. You find sometimes that happens. And the main thing is enjoy it. I mean, I love competing in combat sports. Once... I'm in there and I'm doing it absolutely fine. It's the lead up to it and the waiting. I freaking hate it. <laughs> I just want to 
get there, weigh and go straight in. But even on the day, I've got to wait an hour and a half before I'm competing if things are going as they go. Sometimes fights can run late or whatever. And then I've got to wait the whole day until I do my no-gi competition where we don't wear what's best what's best way to put it like it looks like a karate suit so we have gi in the morning where i'm wearing the gi not as in as all my clients joke oh like the gi for what you put in curries i'm like no if only yeah we just slab it in gi and we just slide around the fucking place on the mats that'd be hilarious wouldn't it i said actually no gi is more like that we normally tend to slide around everywhere because we're so sweaty and when we've got our gis for a bit of friction to slow things down you grab someone's arm it just slides out of you um but yeah, this is what I'm saying about food. You know, basically getting back to that point is if you self-prophesize something, I think it's more likely to happen. You're almost steering your own destination. Whereas if you're like, you know what? Flip it and instead of seeing it as, oh, I can't have that. Be like, you don't have to have that. You not having that right now or just having a portion enjoying it is serving you. It's serving your goals. It's serving your health. There's actually a benefit to you doing this. But that will take practice and sometimes it'll fail and sometimes you'll succeed but the more you practice the more you're going to succeed so to take away from today with food volume is just make tweaks to the meals you already have just keep it that fucking simple don't try and change everything base it on your preferences as well so don't pick certain veggies if you don't like them just because they're deemed healthy pick the ones you like and put them there then you're more likely to keep eating them i don't make a client have carrots to do it like carrots or broccoli you know i asked the client the other day what her favorite veg was because she wanted to bulk some into her curry and she said she loves peas i'm like great put peas in there for me do you like spinach yes okay put a load of spinach in there for me uh, just to bulk out and give more fiber and make it more filling her meal you know i'm you've got to go with your preferences as you're not going to keep doing it especially if it's for weight loss the key is with weight loss sticking to a calorie deficit is you need to be able to be adherent to it have some enjoyment in there make amendments to what you have on your plates and your macronutrients so reduce the carb portion bigger leaner protein source go for leaner options as a way you can lots of veggies or fruit or whatever or fiber and just making those little swaps there and being smart about if you are going to have to wait six seven hours to eat don't wait because otherwise you get eating loads after that hour so have something small in between that's going to serve your goals as well so i hope you found this helpful helpful today with regards to food volume if you have any questions about this you can always head to my instagram at the nag Pistol trainer and you can shoot me a dm i'm always happy to help uh, same with email as well natalie at the nag you can always message me there to ask me any questions information's free I don't charge for information. People pay for a coach because they want help with implementation, support and guidance and accountability to make sure you're going to do it. Someone's there in your corner and to guide you. That's what people pay for. I am always happy to give information for free because you can fucking Google it. <laughs> it's just I'm going to filter it a little bit more for you and save you that time of looking for the best answer that suits you. And I can probably individualise it based on what you tell me. If you would love some coaching though for myself, I've got space left for an online client. I've got one space left at the moment. With regards to in-person, potentially in the daytime, I have space for one person if they okay with me come to do a home mobile visit. Because I am based at also a uh, the garage gym and myself in Kate Share, uh, where we coach our clients with our fully kitted garage gym, which is awesome. We just got some new kit in there as well. So quite exciting. New toys. 
But of course, we're a bit full in there at the moment. So I've said to Kate, because I'm mobile anyway, 50% of my clients, I go to their homes and coach them in Stone Staffordshire. So if you are local to Stone Staffordshire and you've got a space at home, it hasn't got to be an actual garage gym. You've just got some form of space. So I train clients in the living room, in their back garden, in an empty garage, in a spare room upstairs, what they're using. I have got equipment as well I can bring round uh, as well, because like I say, it might be you just do that session with me and I'll give you other homework to do. But if you're not very good at um, meeting with a personal trainer because a commitment online would be better for you, especially if you're doing weight loss, online is actually really beneficial. I've coached quite a few clients successfully online. Um, you know, one of my clients, particularly ex-clients called Tony, she was fantastic. I coached, I coached her through lockdown as well. Um, after about two, three years of coaching her, she became independent and didn't need my help anymore, which is great. I've done my job. Some clients want to stay with me forever. It just depends on what they need. Uh, but she's got fantastic results. She dropped a couple of dress sizes. She maintained her results to, to this day. And she home trained. She trained at home because that's what she preferred. It was more budget friendly for her. And it was basically a choice between having a coach or going to the gym. And it benefited her the coach, especially because her goal was weight loss. So now obviously she could flip the switch. She could go maybe go join a gym or a fitness class because she knows how to do her nutrition. She knows what sleep means to her when it comes to her, her mindset and her hunger goals, etc. So online coaching can be massively, massively a game change for those who want weight loss. I can't advocate for it enough. Yes, in person is fantastic too. I love coaching in person, uh, but I always like to give the online option as well. It, the only difference is I'm not there in person for your workouts. Other than that, everything else is applied as I would in person as a coach. If you are interested, again, you can shoot me a DM at the NAG Personal Trainer with the, just send me NAG in capital letters. Um, and same for my uh, email, natalie at the NAG Personal Trainer.co.uk. Uh, again, you can put NAG in the subject line. So I know it's an inquiry for coaching and you can put your coaching inquiry into the email as well. I'm always happy to help and like I say if you need help with your weight loss goals and staying adherent and how to implement it and actually be successful with it I'd love to help you thank you for listening today please pass this on to one other person you think it will help them and again thank you for listening